other boys around here don't listen to the Beatles run. Old Bo Cephas threw a jukebox needle at the honky-tonk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. This is Schistel Speak Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, April 20th, and it has been a rainy, very mild day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and around the Quad Cities area. Last week's show was one filled with lots of sports talk, and this one is just about the same. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the action, starting things off with some golf talk. The men's golf team competed in the Verhill Invitational from Iowa City this past Wednesday. As a team, the Beast took 6th place out of the 14 teams competing at 45 over par. Jared Tiggs was the best golfer for the Bees in this Invitational, shooting 3 over par and tying for 3rd place in the Invitational. Looking ahead for the men's golf team, they'll be competing in the CCAC Championships on the 24th and 25th at Cinder Ridge Golf Course in Wilmington, Illinois. After that, they'll compete in the Viking Invitational at Highland Springs over in Rock Island. The women's golf team competed in the CCAC Championships this past week, taking second out of six. As a team, the Bees shot 172 over par, nine shots behind the champions in St. Xavier. Individually, Catherine Spear was the best golfer for the Bees, taking third at 26 over par, two shots behind the leader who won in a playoff. The team doesn't have any action until next week's show, but they'll be participating in the Augustana Viking Invitational in Rock Island on the 28th and 29th, again at the Highland Springs Golf Course. So with golf, both of these teams have been playing very well as of late. Both have had very good placements in their past couple of invitationals and tournaments and that sort of thing. Uh, This men's team filled with a lot of really good golfers on the team. Like I said, Jared Tiggs played really well. Another really good golfer is Dylan McAleer, uh, the sophomore out of DeWitt. He's been shooting really well, but this team... For the men's, really just filled with a lot of good talent. Uh, Tiggs is a senior, so unfortunately he'll be gone next year. But even just looking at some of the other guys on the team, you got senior Hunter Metal. He's been hitting the ball really well as of late. Owen Holtman, the junior, uh, he's been playing well. So just a lot of good golfers, a lot of upperclassmen, though, who only have one year left or maybe they're done after this year. But I think this team's going to be in a really good place moving forward after this year. Uh, with the young talent they did, that they do have, including Dylan McAleer, you know, just a lot of really good guys that will be able to take leadership roles moving forward. So I'm very excited to see what the future holds for this men's golf team. Uh, but obviously they still have a little bit more golf left. And, uh, and you know, these next couple of shows, I'll keep talking about golf until their season comes to an end. Now on the women's golf side of things, again, they've been uh, doing really well. So far this year in the whole golf season, uh, again, this is a team that, uh, this team's actually a lot younger, I guess you could say, uh, a lot less seniors than there are on the men. Only, it looks like one senior, and that's in uh, Ico Mendoza out of Peru, Illinois. So, you know, you're only going to lose one senior. A good amount of juniors on this team, but, you know, obviously with their one year left, they'll be able to kind of, you know, take that leadership role as seniors and teach these uh, younger girls 
on the golf team, including the incoming freshmen, how well that this team plays. Uh, another golfer that's been doing really well is Amara Lytle. Uh, she's been playing well as, like I said, Catherine Spear, who came in third in their last outing. Uh, she is a junior out of Omaha, so she's had a really good year and all that too. So it, it's going to be a fun rest of the season for the golf team. Uh, the head coach for the women's is Kevin uh, Kwok. He is only in his first season with the team. So, you know, he's also kind of newer to the program and all that. So, you know, it's going to be just some more of a growing experience uh, for him. And then when you look at the men's team again, uh, Jeff Griebel is the head coach for them. He's in his 41st season. So he is really a seasoned veteran when it comes to St. Ambrose golf. So, like I said, just really looking forward to keep covering golf uh, for the rest of this year and years to come when I'm here at KALA. Uh, you know, I've actually had people ask me, why don't you guys do like live golf coverage on the radio? Uh, a, I think golf on the radio would be very hard and maybe a little boring uh, for people to just listen to. I would have fun calling because I love golf, but you know, I think that'd be hard to do and it'd also be hard with all the different groups. We'd almost just have to get uh, set up on the 18th hole and just kind of get golfers as they're finishing up. But, yeah, that's kind of why we do know golf on the radio. But, you know, it, I don't know. It, it would have been fun, but this seems a little uh, too complex for us to really be doing. But, again, uh, the women's team doesn't have any action until the Augustana Viking Invitational on the 28th and 29th. And the men's team will be competing in the CCAC Championships on the 24th and 25th. So in this upcoming week. And uh, I'll have coverage on what happened in the CCAC Championships uh, next episode. So now looking at track and field, uh, the Bees recently competed in the Jim Duncan Invitational. It was a rather tough meet for both the men's and women's teams. However, when you look at some of the teams competing in that meet, you know, the Bees faced some really tough competition. Uh, Joining the Bees in that meet were schools such as the University of Iowa, Drake, South Dakota, and NCAA schools. Um, so, you know, A, when you're going up against Division One athletes in the NAIA, it's going to be very tough to win. Um, you know, track and field, it does seem like there's, I mean, there's definitely a gap there. That's why some people go D1 and others don't. But at the same time, it seems like, you know, some of the athletes were able to hold their own uh, on St. Ambrose. So it's always good to see, especially when looking at just, you know, how everything pans out. Uh, because if you're able to keep up with the Division One, Division Two athletes, uh, you should definitely be able to hold your own against the NAIA. So uh, very good to see that they are, you know, still going strong. The Bees look to bounce back and have a better meet this weekend as they compete in the Augustana Meet of Champions. In good news, the men's team was recently ranked 16th in the NAIA Ratings Index. Uh, this should be a good meet for the Bees as they look to move up in the polls. As a whole, the Bees already have multiple national qualifiers in different events for the outdoor season. They had a lot for the indoor season as well. And, you know, I'm kind of doing a little thing for track and field uh, down at SAU TV for their newscast this upcoming week. And, you know, just hearing different interviews from uh, one was Gabby Butler and she had said, just, you know, it's a confidence thing. You know, you got to go in expecting to be your best every single day at practice, every single day at a meet, stuff like that. So, you know, confidence. And then uh, Will Reemsma, who is really one of the 
better, if not one of the best uh, members of the track and field team. You know, he said it's just you got to have high expectations for yourself because uh, the men's team is defending outdoor conference championships and they want to be able to win it again. So uh, it should be a very fun rest of the outdoor season. And just like I said with golf, I will continue coverage of them at their different meets. Uh, like I said, they will be competing in the Augustana Meet of Champions both tomorrow and Saturday. So the final sport I'm going to talk about for the first half of this evening's episode is tennis. The men's tennis team went 1-1 one one this past week. In their first competition, the Bees beat St. Francis of Illinois 4-2. to two. In that one, the Bees won all three of the doubles matches. They also took three of the six singles matches from the Fighting Saints. The Bees couldn't carry some momentum into their second uh, match of the week, though, as they fell to Cardinal Stritch 0-4. to The men's team, which is now 9-12 overall and 1-4 in the conference, looks to close out their season this weekend with a home match against Roosevelt on Saturday at the QC Tennis Club in Moline. The women's tennis team unfortunately struggled this past week, getting swept 0-4 by both St. Francis and Cardinal Stritch. They too will compete against Roosevelt at 3 o'clock Saturday at the QC Tennis Club. So with these tennis teams, starting with the men's, uh, like I said, their record is currently below 500 at 9 and 12, and then 1 and 4 in the conference. Uh, you know they they've struggled away from home. At home, their uh, their record is 6 and 2. However, on the road, they are 3 and 7. Then at neutral sites, they are 0 and 3. So you know I think if they were able to win some more games on the road, you know this record would a obviously look better. Uh, and not three games below 500, but at the same time, you know, it, it's understandable when you get off a bus and then, you know, you got to go compete almost right away and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what this team does moving forward. They Their best that they can do is 10-12 and 12, uh, overall, and then the best they'd be able to be is 2-4 uh, and four in the conference. So if you can end on a high note, it'd be a lot better than anything in their last five the bees are one and four so you know they've been on a bit of a cold streak as of late and they look to turn things around on the men's side of thing and then on the woman's side of things for tennis it's just about the same five and 16 overall oh and four in the conference they're currently on an 11 game or really an 11 match losing streak I guess I should say uh they're two and four at home oh and nine on the road three and three at neutral so now, really haven't been able to get things going at all this year, except at neutral spots where they're sitting with a 500 record. And then, like I said, they're currently on an 11-match losing streak. Their last win actually came in October against Simpson in Decorah, Iowa. They haven't won yet in their spring season. Again, just looking to turn things around uh, against Roosevelt this Saturday, and hopefully the Bees can do that. I'll have more on you know, both the men's and women's tennis matches next week. And hopefully I'll be able to report that they uh, both come out with wins to close out their seasons. So that's going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speaks Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. When I return after this short commercial break, it'll be lacrosse, baseball, and softball talk as the main talking points. Don't touch that dial as this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. You're listening to Schistel Speaks Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. 
Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too, and we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall, Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. You know what the reward is for turning your goals into reality? No. What? New goals. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's why we're all getting our MBAs here at St. Ambrose University. For me, it's a chance to invest in myself. Exactly. And I can make myself more valuable to my employer. Everyone wins. SAU's MBA program is all about education, practical application, and personal growth. It's highly respected in the region. Hey, quality breeds quality. You know, a lot of the area's leading CEOs and entrepreneurs got their MBAs here at St. Ambrose. Well, SAU has tailored their program perfectly for working Professionals. It's flexible. With convenient locations. So, you know what the reward is for turning this goal into reality? What? what? I can't wait to find out. It's time to turn your goals into reality. Visit us in person or online at sau.edu MBA. St. Ambrose University, Davenport, Iowa. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. City Sports, K-A-L-A, Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on K-A-L-A, HD2, 106.1 FM. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. It was golf, track and field, and tennis talk in the first half of this week's episode. Now that we're in the second half, however, it's lacrosse, Baseball and softball talk. 
Let's start things off with men's lacrosse. The men's lacrosse team has still been out of action since their their 14-7 victory on the 8th against Missouri Valley. Although the Bees have been out of action, they look to get back to being locked in this Saturday for their regular season finale against Benedictine out of Kansas. That game is this Saturday at noon from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex, just a few blocks away from the main St. Ambrose University campus. The Bees currently sit with a record of 6-6 overall and 2-2 in the conference, so this conference matchup will be very important for the Bees. After that, the Bees Conference Tournament will hopefully start on Wednesday of next week. I'm not 100% sure if the Bees are locked in to the conference tournament. I'm not even 100% sure if they are really, uh, you know, in the running and stuff like that, or really if they, uh, you know, if they're going to be on the home, uh, on the home stage for the first round, or if they are going to be, you know, on the road for the first round, if they were to make it. So it'll be a very uh, important game, like I said, for this men's team to, you know, really get this big win because Benedictine is normally a very, very good team. So we're going to have to kind of just sit, wait, and see what's going on with everybody and, you know, how they all finish out. Actually, looking at it right now, uh, it looks like Benedictine is ranked first in the conference for men's lacrosse, and the Bees are ranked fifth. Only four teams make it, so this is going to be ever important game for the bees to win looking at you know the other teams in it Missouri Valley has been ranked as the uh the three seed excuse me but right now sitting in the four seed is Mount Vernon Nazarene and their conference record is three and two so if the bees can win and Mount Vernon Nazarene were to lose this is going to be very big for the Bees, and we'll have to, you know, just kind of wait and see exactly how the Bees can finish against the number one team in the conference. If the Bees can win it, like I said, it would be huge. And just looking at it, uh, the Bees did lose to Mount Vernon Nazarene on March 4th, 10-5, to and that is the only time they've played, so that won't help necessarily if the Bees can, you know, find their way into the tournament. However, they did beat number three, Missouri Valley, so that does help. And then number two is Clark, and the Bees beat Clark pretty bad, 18-4. to So, you know, I guess they're, uh, the ledger right now and their resume shows that, hey, they beat the three and two seeds right now. Uh, if they can go out and beat the one seed, that might help. But, you know, just looking at the head-to-head against Mount Vernon Nazarene won't be a great look for the Bees considering they lost, but hopefully they'll be able to, you know, come away and pull out this game against the number one seed in the tournament as of right now and Benedictine, and they'll be able to make the conference tournament because that would be huge for them. The women's lacrosse team, unlike the men's team, has had two games since last week's episode. In their regular season finale, the Bees put a beating on Culver Stockton out of Missouri 17-6. to 
Most recently, the Bees faced off against William Penn in the first-ever Women's Heart of America Conference tournament. So with that, you know, obviously being the first team to actually make it, uh, or not even the first team to actually make it into the tournament, but playing in the conference's first tournament, always a big deal. And looking at it, the Bees did get the win in the semifinals matchup, 13-12. to So William Penn was leading the Bees at the half, 7-6. to However, the Bees were able to put up four goals to William Penn's two in the third quarter to make the score 10-9 to Bees. However, William Penn put up three goals to the Bees' two in the fourth quarter, and just like that, we were in overtime at 12 apiece. Uh, nobody scored in the first overtime, so it went to a second overtime where the Bees got the win 13-12. to uh, You know, Normally, I do on Sports My Conduct with David Meyer on Wednesday nights, but there were some technical difficulties, and due to that, we didn't do a show. Uh, you know, We both were able to make it to the game. David got there right from the get-go. Uh, I went with some friends. We got there at about the second half. So I get there a little bit late, but I did get to see the win. So scoring for the Bees, and this isn't in any order, Audrey Warner had three goals, Claire Jeffers had one, and Hannah Reynolds had one. So they score four of the goals. However, the MVP of the game, who led all scores for either team, and Miss Annabelle Brown, Brown put up eight goals on ten shots. All ten of her shots were on goal. So, you know, very good shooting out of her. Uh, the Bees have had a lot of those games where Annabelle Brown has led the way or other players like Audrey Warner have led the way. Maddie Wiltrout has been like that a few games. So, you know, this team filled with a lot of very good shooters and there are a bunch of other girls on this team that, you know, they, they put up goals just as much as these guys do. But, you know, just Annabelle Brown putting up eight goals, that is what we like to call in the clutch. The goalie of the game was Maggie Sampson for the Bees. On the 18 shots she faced, she did let up 12 goals in her 66 minutes and 27 seconds of play. Looking at it, William Penn fielded more ground balls than the Bees. They had more saves than the Bees. However, they did have more turnovers than the Bees. And, you know, that turnover margin, uh, the Bees only had one less turnover. However, you know, that did kind of come into play as the Beasts had a lot of good scoring opportunities in the second half, and that's where the turnover margin can really kill you. Uh, I will say it was a very fun game. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. I went with my roommate and two other friends, and you know it was their first lacrosse game at St. Ambrose. I had gone uh, last year. I hadn't been able to get to any this year, but uh, just it was electric. A lot of people in the stands. Both teams had their men's team there, and you know, needless to say that those two aren't big fans of each other due to how their game had ended. So, you know, every time the Bees scored, the men's team for St. Ambrose was going absolutely nuts, and it was just overall a great atmosphere, and it was a lot of fun. I kind of wish that their next game would be at home because I would love to get there, but unfortunately it will not be because the Bees will face off against Benedictine, Kansas, at Benedictine for the conference championship at 1 o'clock on Saturday. This game is going to be a tough one for the Bees. They lost to Benedictine 22 to 6 at home earlier this month in the regular season. So, you know, who knows Benedictine might be coming in thinking this is going to be a walkthrough. Um but 
you know, just again, confidence in the bees playing their own way. And I think they'll, I think this could be a lot better game than some are thinking it'll be. I think the bees are going to come out and surprise some people, you know, keep it close, hopefully get the win, but good luck to the women's team. And hopefully they can bring home some hardware and bring home that conference title and then, you know, make their way over to the national tournament, hopefully. So it'll be very fun, like I said, to just kind of see how everything goes for them. Now moving on to baseball and softball. The Fighting Bees baseball team started their season off a bit slow. I think a lot of their players would agree with that, but they have ramped up play as of late. In their last 10 games, the Bees are 8-2, and and they are 9-3 and in the month of April. In the past week, the Bees have gone 3-1 and on the week. This past weekend, the Bees completed a sweep against Roosevelt, including a walk-off winner on Friday. That Friday box score is filled with just a lot of craziness, I can tell you that. The Bees won that one 7-6. The Bees had three errors, Roosevelt had two. So the Bees scored two in the bottom of the second to take an early 2-0 lead. However, Roosevelt answered in the top of three, making it 3-2. That's how the score remained until the bottom of the fifth, where the Bees put up two to take that lead back at 4-3. The Bees then knocked down one in the bottom of the sixth, making the score 5-3, and one more in the eighth to make it 6-3. Uh, I will say, going into the top of the ninth inning, I thought this game was almost a done deal. The Bees had all the momentum, and then all of a sudden, Roosevelt came out, the bats got hot, and they put up a three spot in the ninth inning to tie things up, and we were heading to extras. Nobody scored in the tenth inning, and then the Bees put up one run in the eleventh for the walk-off. Before I go any further on that, uh, luckily, both Alex Dupinski and I were... You know, at the game, uh, we were on the call here on KALAHD2 106.1, and it was really just fun. So I'm going to step away really quick, and I am going to let you listen to our call of the walk-off winner that the Bees had. Once in comes set, the 3-1 pitch, swung on by DeBrower, gets over the head of the right fielder. Bees, walk it off. Thomas DeBrower. Walk-off single to right field, and the Bees face the improbable act. After giving up three runs in the top of the ninth, they walk it off in the bottom of the 11th. So like I said, that game was just very fun to be on the call for. Uh, If you can hear it well, you know, just a lot of excitement from the broadcast booth up at Modern Woodman Park. Again, thank you to the baseball team for having us, the athletics department for having us, and Modern Woodman for having us. They were probably the biggest people to thank on that because I know the SID, Brian Thiessen here, and uh, you know the coaches had a lot of back and forth with Modern Woodman about trying to let us come. So it does mean a lot that we got to do that. And it was just, it was really fun looking at that box score one more time for the Bees. Uh, there were a lot of, you know, real good players in this game, but I don't think anyone was bigger than the center fielder and Jake Mucha. He only went one for three hitting but he did pick up an RBI. He walked three times, and he did come around to score once. But in the top of the first inning, with one out, there was a fly ball hit the center field. He caught it, fired it home, and got the runner out at the plate on a beautiful throw and a beautiful tag by Nate Villa Gomez, the catcher, to 
turn a double play and end the inning, and that was a lot of fun, and that brought momentum right away for the Bees. So, you know, congrats on the Bees for completing the sweep. It was real fun. Thanks for having us once again. However, after that sweep, the Bees lost 10-3 to against St. Francis of Illinois. The Bees are now set for a three-game series against Judson this weekend, and they have a game Tuesday against Trinity Christian. Uh, all those games are going to be very big for the Bees just because, you know, they are right there in the running for conference champions. Uh, looking at it right now, the Bees currently sitting in first place of the CCAC with a 13-6 and record. However, Olivet Nazarene and Trinity Christian are right behind at half a game back. St. Francis of Illinois also there at one game back. I mean, really looking at it, we've got five teams in, you know, second through sixth who are all within two games of St. Ambrose. So these next couple of games for the Bees are going to be huge. Judson currently 5-14 and 14 in the conference, eight games back from the Bees. So hopefully the Bees will be able to steamroll them and, create some separation then that game against Trinity Christian that could really help decide who wins this year's conference championship in the regular season and who will have the one seed going into the playoffs so bees baseball team good luck let's keep going hot and let's get let's get some more wins and you know let's let's be conference champions this year in softball news, the Bees completed a sweep against Judson, got swept by St. Francis, and won their first game against St. Xavier. In that first game against St. Xavier for the Bees, it was a one to nothing victory. The Bees only had one hit in the entire game, and that hit came by way of Kayla Stenger. That hit by Stenger was a home run, luckily, so she was... The only run to score, and she got herself an RBI. Uh, Alyssa Schumacher hit a sack fly in the game. So, you know, a, a few good performances by the Bees, but obviously Stenger getting the lone hit, and that's enough for the win. For St. Xavier, they put up no runs on six hits and no errors. Pitching in this game for the Bees, Erica Ralphs got the start. She went four innings, giving up five hits, no runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. She got the win and moves to 6-5 and five on the year. Emily Erickson came out of the bullpen for the last three innings, giving up two hits, no walks, no runs, and three strikeouts. She gets the save. It's her first save of the year. So a very good game for the Bees. Ralphs threw 51 strikes on her 77 pitches. She faced 18 batters and, like I said, was really able to just mow them down. So, you know, overall, very good performance by the Bees in Game 1 against St. Xavier. This is the second game of that doubleheader was suspended in the bottom of the first inning with a score of 0-0. Not sure exactly when the two teams have decided to make that game up, if they even will be able to. But looking ahead, the Bees have six games this week with doubleheaders against Roosevelt Saturday, Indiana South Bend on Sunday, and Cardinal Stritch on Tuesday. I'll have more on all those games, all six of them, uh, in next week's episode, and hopefully the Bees will, you know, have very good luck in those games. Because looking at their record right now, the Bees are 21 and 20 overall with an 8 and 5 conference record. So if you're wondering where that puts them in the CCAC standings, they are currently sitting in fourth and three and a half games back 
from St. Francis. St. Xavier is in second. Olivet is in third. And the B is obviously sitting in fourth. St. Xavier only a half game back from St. Francis. Olivet one game back. B's three and a half. So technically they can go on and win the regular season conference, but they'll have to really dig deep and win a lot of these games. Outside of Roosevelt, Indiana, South Bend, and Cardinal Stritch, the Bees end their regular season against Wisconsin-Platteville in a non-conference doubleheader on Tuesday, May 2nd. But I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in next week's episode, and then it'll be the conference tournament before you know it. That's going to do it for tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. As always, you can find past episodes of this program on different KALA streaming services, such as Spotify or SoundCloud. Schistel Speak Sports will return next Thursday at 6.30 like always, so don't forget to tune back in if you want to hear more on St. Ambrose Sports. As always, I'm Ryan Schistel. Go Bees, and have a great rest of your day.